Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 134 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, another week in the Countdown Cup down, and um, one big upsetting breadstick bowl uh, has been uh, upset here at this point. London, Vancouver, it's not going to be a battle of two winless teams anymore because the Vancouver Titans got their first win. And it was against the Boston Uprising, um, which, yes, I am still very sad about. But you got to admit, fun, entertaining game. I mean, they got breadsticks. <laughs> not only that, they swept the Uprising, um, looking pretty good while doing so. Uh, later in the weekend, they did not look as good facing against facing off against the Justice. But, man, uh can't believe they got it. And to be fair, I think I think they've really lowered the requirements for breadsticks. Uh, this one, it was it was super easy. They got in like one map. I can't even remember. Do you remember what the two two uh, things they needed uh, to get were? I think one was yeah, like one a pile of, driver. One of them was like a. Oh uh, yeah, pile driver. I think the other one was a a double kill from like a pulse bomb or something. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it was those two. Which I, I guess is a little hard to get in one map, but I would expect it in this meta at least to happen eventually. Um, and yeah, I mean, what, let's let's talk. Why do you think this happened, Joe? Why 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 did the Vancouver why were the Vancouver Titans finally able to get their first win here as the Countdown Cup that theirs because they certainly didn't look great <laughs> against Washington, a team who has not been looking great at all this um, Countdown Cup. So. Yeah, that's Washington's only win uh, this tournament month uh, against Vancouver at the end of the week. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, d- definitely, definitely not looking bad, um, which is um, a good sign for their their coming matches. One and one right now is, I'm sure, the best start. Well, I know for a fact the best start to a tournament cycle they've had this year. Um, uh, definitely not going to be easy for them <laughs> continuing ahead for sure, but. Um, um, yeah, and and Washington uh, definitely did not look great this month, uh, so that's n- not as um, not as big of a resume boost as it could be. But I suppose um, you know if you're the Vancouver Titans, you'll take just about what you can get as far as that goes. Um, and yeah, Boston, um, you know that's definitely not uh, where you want to where you want to be um, as far as that goes. That's not what you were expecting going into the week. Um, is probably an understatement. Um, especially with um, you know a solid win over Paris that first week, um, and a relatively close shock match. I mean, um, to, to 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 wrap up the week the way he did is definitely unfortunate. Um, um, sitting at a solid uh, regular season position there, number nine. Uh, so really, actually, their uh, fate in North America is out of their hands right now. And we're looking at the Toronto Defiant, the Paris Eternal, um, ahead of them. Uh, as far as that goes, I think um, I'm trying to think. Boston must be uh, um, like rooting against Florida, I guess. Yes. Basically, yeah. Um, I, I, this coming I, week, I know the exact situations at this point because the team has oh. been repeating them over and over again. And it's basically, I mean, it's pretty simple. They just need we need Florida to lose once. Basically, um, there is a wacky situation where Florida like goes one and one this next week and somehow make Hawaii. And then they also get in the top three in Hawaii. So they technically can lose one and still make it, but they would then have to get into the top three of Hawaii, which 
um, is obviously going to be tough for them, considering their schedule as well as Houston Gladiators this upcoming week. So um, we'll see overall. Basically, if they win the next two, yeah, Uprising's out, Mayhem's in, which obviously super sad. And this is pretty big for, I mean, it was a pretty big implication to um, in that Mayhem Boston game, I mean, it's even harder for the Uprising to beat Florida. Not only did you just lose to a winless team, um, and you have to mentally pick yourself back up from that, but you're facing the Florida Mayhem, who need to beat you to stay in, basically stay in the plans. Um, so that was a good win for Florida there at the end of the week too. And yeah, rough weekend for Boston, obviously. Um, I lived through it. It was tough. And yeah, I think overall Countdown Cup meta. Definitely wasn't Boston's meta, um, or at least they couldn't figure out what their what their style was in this. But I mean, you if you go back on on the vods and look at each of these games, you would and you like covered up the team name and just put default skins on this team. You would like you would think there are four different teams playing because of all the different <laughs> comps we ran this entire month, and we started off with counter comp big Farah. And then we can't do that. We can't do that against Shock because they're not primarily running Farah. And then we move on to trying to run our own Reinhardt things. And then we're like, okay, well, obviously that sucks because we just got swept by the Titans. And we move on to try and run Farah ourselves. Like it's just all over the place. Um, and clearly a rough, rough month for the Uprising. But have a chance to make plans here. And I would say it's definitely very likely that they do, unless Florida just goes on a tear this next week against two really good teams. And to be fair, Florida did look good this week. Um, their other game, a five-map series against Atlanta Rain, who I think, after beating the Dallas Fuel later in the week, highly considered, hey, this is probably the best team in NA right now. They went 4-0 here in the Countdown Cup. I mean, I remember their awful start at the beginning of the season, Joe, had them towards the <laughs> bottom of the standings. They are up to top two now. They're 11-5. Um, up right up there with Dallas Fuel, ten the season. So nuts, nuts week for the Atlanta Rain. I mean, is it official? This is the team to beat now. Um, I, I mean, in in North America, I think it's definitely a fair best. Uh, um, is inconsequential, but just noting here, best map differential in the league right now, uh, at a plus twenty. Um, but um, uh, but, but yeah, Atlanta definitely in a, in a super good position. Um, as they're uh, heading into wrap up, uh, well, I guess uh, yeah, they are they are wrapped up. They're done. They're, they've they've punched uh, punched their spot to try to see um, try to see if Shock or Houston um, um, can potentially uh, match them up at twelve league points. But um, but it, it, it may very well be difficult. Both of them, uh, both of those teams have some some difficult matches themselves this coming week. Um, yeah, yeah, Atlanta definitely. Uh, I think that's that's exactly the assessment. Looking like the team to beat right now. Yeah, I mean, literally in their last twelve matches, they've only lost two games, Joe. Um, in their last eight, they've only lost one. So, and they've now won six in a row. That's only counting qualifier matches, but like regular season matches, because um, obviously they've had to lose every single tournament because they haven't won one. Um, but in qualifiers, they have just been. They went 3-1 June Joust, 3-1 Summer Showdown, now a perfect 4-0 Countdown Cup. Um, and with a with a pretty hard schedule here, too, um, in the Countdown Cup. Gladiators, Houston, Florida, Dallas. Like, 
pretty tough schedule and you go 4-0, you're feeling real confident you're going to Hawaii again, I'd say. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, let's let's explore more of NA. I mean, um, Dallas Fuel losing to, obviously lost to Atlanta, ended up beating London. Let me get a temperature check from you, Joe, on where you are with the Dallas Fuel. Obviously a little down lately overall, most people are. After losing to Paris, just barely being shocked, and now they go one and one again this in um, in this this past week, uh, sitting yeah, at two and two right now. So, yeah, it definitely hasn't been a great week for Dallas. is is definitely fair to say. Um, um, the, the, yeah, the, uh, I think uh, you, you know the the chance is still there, absolutely, for them to um, to, to to make it uh, in those knockouts. Uh, I, I don't. Th- well, I don't. I was gonna say I don't think there's really any way for them not to make it, but but um, they're two and two, so it's definitely possible. Um, um, but yeah, I think the potential's there um, if they if they get a spot there for sure. Um, but um, they're definitely not looking like the favorite. And I'm trying to remember how we were talking about it last month. I think last month even they may still have been, but um, uh, yeah, the the only. Uh, only undefeated team in North America in the the summer showdown regular season there, but uh, but yeah, I would have to say definitely not the favorite to come out of to come out of the West. Um, uh, but I, I wouldn't write them off um, quite yet. Yeah, I mean, last month at this time, two weeks into last month, we thought Houston was the favorite, which is crazy because they just had, ended up not making it. Um, but yeah, this could easily be. The- the first time we don't get Dallas fuel in one of these tournaments. So could be interesting, but I mean, they lucked out at the fact that literally there are so many one-on-one teams here that they could just end up making it. Um, the math differential is zero is not the best, but they still could end up just making it because, because of all the one-on-one teams and all the teams just beating each other here in the countdown cup. I mean, quite ridiculous not too many standouts they're literally sitting at third right now in the countdown cup standings despite being two and two um just that's quite ridiculous i would say uh and in seconds the toronto defiant joe so let's talk about them this was the first week we got to see them they had a i'd say pretty easy schedule here this week so um do you have any judgments on the Toronto Defiant in this meta quite yet? I mean, we haven't seen them face really anyone tough. Next week, we'll see them face Paris, San Francisco, actually get a good read on how, how good they are. But um, 3-1 against London and then clean sweep against Washington. What do you think about Toronto in the Countdown Cup? It's definitely a good week for them. Um, and launching them, they're up near the top of the North American standings right now as the only other undefeated team besides Atlanta um, this month. Um, and I, I, w- I was definitely impressed with the things that I saw. Um, um, all the way to giving my MVP to Michelle uh, for that match against... Um, uh, it must have been the Washington match. Um, <laughs> that uh, uh, he had... I forget how many uh, ultimate eats uh, on on Havana was the map, uh, but it was the the league record. Set a new league oh, record wow. for yeah. uh, for ultimate eats uh, <laughs> on Diva uh, on Havana. I believe it was that during that series. Um, so, so that's why that's why Michelle gets my MVP there. Um, but you're right; it's not a very not a very difficult schedule, uh, and it's definitely going to pick up um, as we get into this next week. Um, 
um, play in Paris and Schalke. I definitely don't um, anticipate both of those to be wins. Um, I do, although I think the Paris one is certainly possible. Um, uh, but yeah, particularly if, if they're you know trying to make a run um, from sort of the bottom of the playoffs cutoff right now, um, technically they've got a, a one-point lead um, over Paris and Boston to try to, again, avoid that cutoff. But um, they'll definitely take what they can get, um, and if the, and if that means a run in in the Capital Cup tournament, you know who knows. Uh, I, again, I don't think that's um, incredibly likely, but um, qualification is, is definitely within the grasp. I would think. Yeah, um, I would say so too. It, just based off what I was saying earlier too, with all the one on ones. I mean, it just it's easy. Even even with two losses, they possibly could still make it if they have a nice map differential, which is at plus five right now, obviously because they have two wins. So. Um, but yeah, I got nothing else as far as NA goes, but APAC was a very fun time this weekend. I'll tell you what, I mean, we started, we kicked it off with that NYXL Philly match and Philly was finally able to beat New York for the first time this season. They won three to one. They did it just like me and Joe predicted they would. And yeah, I mean, that was a, a huge win for them. They weren't able to grab the next one against Seoul, but Joe, tell me. What you thought about Philly this weekend and overall in the Countdown Cup, three and one, not not too bad. No, definitely not too bad. And considering the team we're talking about too, it, it's it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. This was probably uh, well, they were four and zero in the main melee, I guess. Um, but other than that, it's um, the, the the next best performance they've shown. Um, uh, with the the three and one here, and yeah, that was definitely. Definitely not a not a fun match um, against the Sultan Dynasty to get reverse swept like that, um, but they did secure um, the number one position um, in North America, assuming Chengdu doesn't go on a tear this week, um, or number one in Asia, I should say, uh, with a better better map differential than the also uh, three and one Sultan Dynasty. Um, um, yeah, to, to put them in a pretty good position. I'm I'm looking forward to to how this tournament's going to go again. I think they're you know pretty much guaranteed to to make these play-ins here at the end of the weekend. Um, uh, and and I don't want to get my hopes up, <laughs> which is super unfortunate. Um, but at the same time, this is a team that's looking uh, quite good this month, um, and it's been a long time coming. Um, you know, maybe maybe we'll get you know season one playoffs Philly uh, that was sort of meh during the season, and then yeah, maybe uh, well, well, I mean they were a little bit better than meh during season one, but um, but you know really kicked it into high gear there at the end. Um, maybe that's what we're running into. Hard to say. Maybe I mean that that'd be super fun. I just want Philly to make one, just one of these uh, tournaments here. If they could make Countdown Cup, that'd be great. Philly or Seoul would be awesome and there's a very good possibility that the, the shanghai dragons do not make it i mean the chances they don't make it are super super high at this point i think they're literally depending on like the only way they could make it is if Chengdu basically just drops out because the other two the other two and two team currently is the nyxl and they have a higher map differential than shanghai so shanghai can't yeah, make think- it in over them yeah, Chengdu would have to win like no more than one map. Yeah, this coming week. Yeah, it would be rough. It's going to be a tall order. Basically, Chengdu would have to get clean swept. But not only that, they got teams under them that they can't allow to go two and two as well. So if like Hangzhou Spark does sweep Chengdu Hunters, now you have to root for the Hangzhou Spark to like 
not win their next game against Guangzhou as well or something. It's just Shanghai most likely out, which is going to be at least fun. Um, <laughs> Shanghai did look a lot better this week. They beat Seoul 3-2, and they beat Guangzhou 3-1. Just like me and Joe thought, they were going to bounce back. Um, but that first, that ugly first week of this Countdown Cup is is probably going to prevent them from making it in here. Um, I want... I want a super... I mean, Chengdu did well this week. 3-1 NYXL, 3-1 Guangzhou. I want a super early prediction for That We're not there yet. Obviously, I think next week we'll make actual predictions. Which two APAC teams do you think are going to make Countdown Cup if it's if it's between Philly, Seoul, Chengdu? And then, I mean, would you even pick whoever's going to be fourth here? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Chengdu's making it... Um one of their games is the LA Valiant. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much a given as far as I'm concerned. Um, and yeah, if it probably ends up being New York would be, would be the look there. But um, I, I think it's, I'm, I, I mean, unless again, unless Chengdu just goes on a tear and even then with, with, with the, it's the LA Valiant and the Hangzhou spark. So I don't anticipate that to be very impressive. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, that I, I don't, I don't think you can really pick against, uh, Philly and Seoul for those, for those two representatives. I don't know, um, you know, when it comes down to it, um, well, I was going to say, I don't know who it'll be when it comes down to it, but I guess they won't even play each other if, if they're number one and number two seeds. So, um, um, but again, if Chengdu, if Chengdu gets their wins, then they won't be number one, and number two seed. I don't know, <laughs> but, um. They would. They definitely be my 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 picks that I'm leaning on. I think, um, uh, I, I anticipate um, probably probably the Chengdu loss um, to to one of those teams. I would think. Yeah, I think Hangzhou might be the one they they lose here. I mean, Hangzhou currently sitting 0-2, but we got to remember that the, their first two opponents were Seoul and Philly, and they took Seoul to five maps and lost in four to Philly. Um, just super unlucky schedule this this countdown cup because now they face Chengdu another super hard team just facing the entire top three uh, that's rough and then Guangzhou so hopefully they'll get a one win there so yeah I think Ch- my prediction is Chengdu goes 4-0 so I do think Philly Seoul will probably end up playing each other um, for one of them which means we'll finally get one of them going to the um, countdown cup for the first time going to a tournament for the first time this season which is crazy that these two teams have not gone to a single tournament <laughs> um but it'll be that'll be a cool battle if that's how it plays out uh and i i, I predict the obvious and obviously after that reverse sweep i think philly's gonna win it this time if they play again um and if chengdu goes 4-0 i will obviously think chengdu is the other team um but yeah apac overall is looking is looking super fun here to end the season. And I, I think the plans are going to be extremely fun as well uh, once we get there. And right now it's looking like Hangzhou, Philadelphia, Chengdu are the teams playing for the final. I think there's just one more playoff spot to play for. Yes. So that'll be interesting too. Obviously there's points, a lot of other points to divvy out as far as Countdown Cup goes and all that stuff. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be fun, though. It's going to be a fun end of the season here. Only one week left in the regular season. Wow. It's nuts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was nuts. It was nuts after the Florida match, just realizing, like, oh, shit. Like, 
we're done. <laughs> like this, that, that's the end of the regular season for the uprising. I was like, oh my god, what the hell? Went so fast, and a chance that it's just like the end of the entire season if Florida wins the next two, which would suck. But that was just crazy sitting there and thinking, wow, that season went by fast. Um, but yeah, it's super exciting last week, and me and Joe will predict some matches later. Um, oh, I never gave out my MVP, did I? That's the one Go thing for I forgot. It. Yeah. Pelican, Atlanta Reigns Pelican, who I think should absolutely be at the top of the race for rookie of the year currently based off Atlanta's just insane run here. Um, he's just been so good and he's been such an instrumental part of that run, such an instrumental part of taking the Atlanta reign past that sort of mid tier. They were stuck at since, since season two, since they started. So um, yeah, I'm giving my MVP of the week to Pelican and yeah, he's looking really good. Anything else to talk about from this week 17 here, week two of the Countdown Cup, Joe, before we move on? Um, yeah, I don't think so. It's going to be uh, <laughs> it's gonna be another good week, um, another full week uh, with the qualifiers on Sunday and everything. Um, but, yeah, it's just going to get more exciting and more, uh, uh, you know, picking up steam from here, basically. Yeah, Countdown Cup is shaping up to be very fun. Mainly because I think there's going to be a lot of new faces there besides Atlanta. Um, so that, that'll that be exciting with Dallas and Shanghai pretty much eliminated, even though Dallas still has a good chance. We'll see. Uh, lots lots still up in the air for NA, for NA. So should be exciting last week of the Countdown Cup. Um, but let's head into the news, which starts off with um, Joe has aptly named a uh, new segment for us, which... <laughs> It's fantastic. It's based off one of our old segments called Right After We Press Stop, except he has crossed that out. Um, it is no longer <laughs> called that. It's called Right Before We Press Start Last Time. Uh, and then in parentheses, what kind of Overwatch podcasters, podcasters are we anyway? <laughs> Which makes sense because I think we legit talked or we legit mentioned like three times during the podcast. Oh, the experimental patch will probably move to live soon and all this stuff. When in reality, they already had moved to live right before we record that morning right joe so we just completely yeah. missed that um, um yeah and so everything we talked about uh, from that experimental patch did go through um and notably they did in fact clarify the roadhog changes oh. that we spent like five minutes talking about <laughs> oh well i don't know if the roadhog's gonna be different or not um yeah so a live patch from july 29th or no what not july 29th um. Oh, it's because this is the, yeah, live patch from like last uh, Wednesday or Thursday. Um, yeah, that Roadhog, um, will grant um twenty five percent less ultimate charge uh to enemies who damage him specifically. Um, so the the healing thing was done intended. Um, so he'll, he'll get his um he'll get his full ult charge from using Take a Breather, and his teammates will get full or full ultimate charge uh from healing him. So, there you go. It brings back the advantage to that ability. Nice. Okay, cool. Glad we got that clarification, too. Um, but yeah, there's that that news. I'm sure you know of it if you've been playing Overwatch recently. Um, next, Toronto signed Aspire for good. He was just on a smaller contract um, for a little bit, obviously. I think it was to... 
when uh, some of their players caught COVID, actually. He, he was signed to help that out, help them out with that. And yeah, he's he was good enough that they said, hey, let's sign him to a full time. And I think he deserves it uh, for sure. He's been doing great this year uh, and deserves a spot on a full time roster, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm really glad that came through. Yeah. Uh, I think Toronto is too. Um, you know, if nothing else, um, judging by how this month has been going, but I think just in general, um, it's good to have him. Yeah, definitely. One American on basically an entire Korean team, besides Logics, of course. Uh, and Logic doesn't play anyway, so yeah. it works out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yep, yeah, more sponsors have left Owl. I think... How many are we? Are they down to even? I think it's like basically just it's, Xfinity, someone else, and TeamSpeak. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, obviously that's that's scary. <laughs> um, just everyone leaving. I mean, you had casters tweeting about it all all week. Basically, very scary tweets making it seem like, hey, this might be the last the last season here, which would be so sad. Obviously. Um, but what are you supposed to do without sponsors? That's like the only way they're making money, basically. Um, so, yeah, it's rough. And I think it's even rougher because there's obviously no one. This lawsuit isn't because of anyone on the Overwatch League team specifically. So it's rough that they're getting punished for that, unfortunately. But it's happening. It's sad. It's. I mean, we'll see if anything else breaks here about it or if anything changes but for now yeah ending the season without sponsors not good yeah it's sad to see uh um sad to see sato junk or chug out of a (laughs) an unmarked plastic bottle (laughs) uh somebody on reddit posted a screen a screen cap there that was pretty pretty telling as far as that goes um with with no more coca-cola but um but but yeah super super intimidating to think about the future right now for the league um um, uh, again, obviously the the online community <laughs> thinking about Reddit and that kind of stuff um, it obviously has the tendency to to just spiral and spiral into doom and gloom <laughs> and despair. But it is really it is really yeah it's intimidating to think about um, in a league that's already um, struggled you know for several years now to to come to. Um, it, it's it's original um, in, in vision, you know, it's an it's original fulfillment of having like a, a localized league that still hasn't ever happened. Um, and then COVID happens, and 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 then this lawsuit happened, and um, yeah, it's it's going to be. Um, but it, and 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 Overwatch too, you know, you can pull pull some of those things and. You know whether whether the game development gets adjust gets affected by this, or whether the player base. You know, it's so many questions um, that we could just again spiral into for a really long time here on the show. But um, for now, uh, I'm I'm content to to look ahead and, and at the exciting playoffs we got coming ahead. And I think that's um, like you said, sort of the the casters and that kind of thing. I think that's the position most of them are taking as well. Um, you know we've got a job to do and and a season to finish, yeah. um, regardless of what happens from there. Yeah, and who knows what happens? You know, maybe I mean we got some live events here at the end of the season. Maybe potential sponsors see that, and obviously 
right now it's it's rough to tr- you don't you don't want to be a sponsor of anything blizzard related currently but sponsors watch um what happens maybe in dallas maybe in la for the finals this year and see packed houses full of fans and they say to themselves okay maybe when this passes over we get back into this um and maybe that we just don't know what's going to happen with owl right now obviously there's no definitive proof losing sponsors does suck it's scary um but i i i trust that something good could happen um and even if it does mean that owl isn't going to happen next season i i'm curious to see if they will try to reboot it or anything like that when overwatch 2 comes out like you mentioned and stuff like that which we did get more rumors about Overwatch 2 saying that it might not even be ready for 2022. Um, but those are just rumors, so I have no clue if those are true. Uh, which, man, that's just all over the... the news, the news, not not great lately. Um, but we'll, we'll continue going forward. All I know is Overwatch League, has, this has been the best year of Overwatch League, I think. The season length, the content, the games, the competition has just all been the best it's ever been. Um, and while I do miss live crowds and stuff like that, like every other aspect has been better. So, yeah, I, I hope we get to see more of it. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, but let's get into our Countdown Cup Week 3 predictions. Joe, I imagine you're leading. I haven't checked it. That, and it's because I forgot to pick. Um, and this one I'm not even, like... I forgot to pick because I was depressed as hell after we lost to the Vancouver Titans and just wanted to imagine Owl wasn't a thing on Saturday because we lost Friday and then Saturday was when I forgot to pick for the NA. And I was just like, yeah, no, I, the games, like I, on Twitter, I saw the games that started and be like, yeah, I forgot about it because I just didn't want to think about it. Um, yeah. But I'll try, I'll keep trying to catch up here. Um, but let's get into predictions. The first one's Paris, Toronto, Paris. Last time we saw them, were upsetting the Dallas Fuel and then getting upset by the Boston Uprising. They're one and one, and then Toronto Defiant. This will be their first tough matchup here in the Countdown Cup. Joe, um, are they able to continue their winning streak two and zero already? Make it three and zero, or will Paris be a rude awakening for them? Um, I think it, certainly between uh, between Toronto's two matches this week, uh, this is definitely the one they want to lean into. Um, and uh, I, I am far ahead enough. Um, it, it, yeah, I was wondering. I didn't actually look at your your predictions, but that makes sense if you if you just missed some picks. Um, um, it, yeah, I'm yeah far ahead enough. I'm I'm interested in, in leaning into Toronto here. Mm. Um, and seeing seeing how far they're able to take this, I don't anticipate they're going to beat the shock. Uh, I'll just say that very explicitly. But um, uh, but but Paris is is potentially um, uh, much more doable for them. Yeah, it's super interesting because we haven't. It's interesting for the teams we see week one in tournaments and then week three because their strategy could have completely shifted. And I think since Paris upset the Dallas Fuel, the Ferrometta has like kind of just waned away um, more and more as teams have played. So I'm interested to see what Paris is going to run now. That's my biggest question mark, and I think that's... Honestly, I think that's another good reason to pick Toronto here. Um, I'll go Paris, because I do think they're the better team, 
and I'll trust that their coaching and whatever comp they have decided to run will be as good as they looked on Farah against Dallas and all that. Um, so I'll go Paris. And also, I should pick opposite of Joe just to try to catch up here. Um, next up, Florida Gladiators. This one should be a, an exciting match. Florida uh, looked good in their first week of play, as well as the Gladiators. Both these teams ended up going one-on-one, and they actually looked super simil- similar um, because the Gladiators lost 3-2 to Atlanta. Florida also lost 3-2 to Atlanta. Gladiators um, swept Washington, and Florida beat Boston 3-1. So um, now they get to face each other. It should be super interesting. Joe, who do you, who do you think is going to win it? Yeah, it is going to be super interesting. The um, the Gladiators definitely... Um, the Gladiators in Houston, I feel like, are, are um, have the potential to really have explosive weeks, um, depending on depending on the way the, these couple matches look. Um, um, but, but yeah, Florida definitely um, over... Well, I don't know about overperforming, but... Doing doing a little bit better than expectations um, this past week, um, particularly like you said, taking Atlanta to five maps um, in addition to the win over Boston. But um, uh, but at least on paper here, I'm really interested to see what the Gladiators are going to be able to do. Um, I, I'm I'm picking them. I think in this match, um, um, and and you know we'll see what happens. Um, I know um, they're, they're sort of. Um, mid-pack as far as that goes while florida is is you know scratching and clawing and fighting their way into to some kind of play-in situation but um um but but yeah i'm I'm leaning 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 towards gladiators here um and uh and we'll see how this match goes for both teams yeah i think florida obviously bigger stakes it's like almost a must win for them basically if they want to make play-ins but they're unluckily facing gladiators who I think are still still definitely just want to win out at this point, get the best seed they possibly can. And they even have a chance to get top three and skip play-ins, which they would love to do. It requires the shock to uh, lose games. And that's, that's probably going to be hard for the shock to do when they face Vancouver, Toronto this weekend. But uh, I, I think the gladiators definitely still want to win, unfortunately. So, I'll go with the Gladiators here. And I, I think Gladiators win both their games this week. So I, I think Gladiators uh, had that rough loss to Atlanta, but they look, they just clean swept Washington. I think they should be able to beat these next two teams as well. All right. Next on our list, we go to uh, APAC, Guangzhou Charge, facing the Hangzhou Spark. Um, Hangzhou. Definitely having a very tough schedule, as I mentioned earlier. They're 0-2 as well as Guangzhou. Um, Guangzhou lost to Shanghai Chengdu. Hangzhou lost to Philly and Seoul. They will be facing each other in which would have been a Hangzhou homestand, but ended up getting canceled due to COVID, unfortunately. Joe, who do you think is going to win in the Guangzhou-Hangzhou battle? Yeah, this one is, I think, the closest out of the four for sure. Um, and again, part of that is just because of the schedule for these teams. It hasn't um, allowed either of them to really step out and, and do exciting things quite yet. Um, um, that being said, I um, 
<laughs> I guess I'm picking this one just for the narrative. I don't know. Uh, I think it is going to be close. Um, but uh, my pick is going to be Hangzhou for this one. Um, um, just because I think, uh, as has been the case all season, they've got um, a potential that hasn't quite been realized. Um, and this is going to be uh, another excellent opportunity to you know prove to people that they've, they've still got it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I think Hangzhou will, will win this one. I, despite their hard schedule, I still think they they're not an zero and two team here. They they're not they're not on Guangzhou's level. Uh, Hangzhou will grab it, and um, I think they basically need to um, at this point. Uh, if they lose these two games this week, uh, wait, are they just mathematically eliminated? Actually, because they can't get to minus three. Um, so that so New York's just eliminated at this point. Hangzhou has secured play-ins. Um, it's true. So I guess they're fine, but but they'll still win. Um, but let's head to our last game we're predicting here on the show, and it is the breadstick. But what would have been a battle of winless teams? We were hoping, um, but maybe it'll be <laughs> a battle of one-win teams. Maybe London will upset Paris and get into the one-win column as well. Who knows? Uh, but this still should be a super exciting match, obviously. Two bottom teams of NA. Everyone's looking forward to it, despite the fact Vancouver got a win. Uh, <laughs> Joe, who do you think Who do you think ends up taking the battle of the two worst teams in NA? Yeah, this one's a super interesting one, because um, up until, uh, like, Friday, I was, <laughs> I was uh, pretty convinced that this was going to London. Um, I, I think... Um, uh, you, you know, generally as the season has gone on, I think that's definitely one of the um, the better team uh, of the two. Um, and after this past week, um, jumping on the Vancouver train, uh, as 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 um, we, you know, as as little steam as may be generated by this particular Vancouver train, um, uh, I'm I'm gonna pick them for this match. And again. You know, mostly just from from the past week's experience, um, and I'm sure that means she'll pick against them. But, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it's definitely going to be a good match, um, and more so, I think, now that we've got this this story of Vancouver's win. Honestly, yeah, I think it's it does make it more interesting, and I think I think before Vancouver's win, I think a lot of more people would be picking London than Vancouver, but maybe Vancouver's win, like you, uh, are is switching people over. Um, I still think London is the better team than Vancouver, uh, which is sad to say for me. Um, but I, I still do think London is the better team than Vancouver. I still think they'll pull it out uh, and get their first win. And I, I, God, they just don't, they don't deserve to be winless. I, I don't think they deserve to be winless. I still think they got a good, a, a decent team, at least, that probably would have beaten so many teams last season or the season before even. But they are just unfortunately living in the times of Owl when the competition has just just leveled up so much. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I think London will be able to pull this one off against Vancouver. But if not, it will be a sad day for them, obviously. All right. That's all we got for the show. Joe, uh, anything else before we sign off? Um, I usually did. We did. We pick our uh, North American. Um, who do we think is going to make the knockouts? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna do that as well. 
Yeah, we usually <laughs> do that based off of, you know, two thirds of the <laughs> two thirds of the actual this month. Is, um, this one's a hard one, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. I maybe maybe I shouldn't have brought it up <laughs> because I, I hadn't thought about it much. Um, yeah, yeah, if I had to pick here, uh, so we said we said Philly and Seoul from Asia. Um, I think Atlanta has got to be your third team. Um, but yeah, the question, the question is who's going to join them as far as that goes. Um, and, oh, I don't know. I want to say like the gladiators, but we, I don't, I want to watch them <laughs> this week before I pick them. Um, I don't know. I, I think the safest option right now is Dallas, but, um, Considering it doesn't matter at all, I'm gonna say Atlanta and the Gladiators, and and have them make it all the way for you know what they've been waiting on for a long time. Yeah, I wish I could like just go through and be like and figure out like if I, if I could fill these out and just like figure out who who would be seated where based off who I think is gonna win these games. I really wish I could do that, but I cannot. Um, I think Atlanta is a pretty safe bet at this point to make it. Yeah. yeah, as far as the other team goes, I think Gladiators is a good choice. I think Houston could make a late run here, possibly. Um, I think Shock. Honestly, I'm going to go Shock. I think Shock could be that team um, that ends up making the run this time. I mean, they haven't made it to Hawaii yet. I think I think Shock might just turn up here at the end of the season and just, just make Hawaii. I, I'm going to predict Shock reign. Um, especially if they face have to face like gladiators or someone to make it in, like they they destroy the gladiators every time. They'll do it easily. Uh, so, and another team that uh, um, <laughs> has you know been waiting on it for a really long time. Yeah, and we th- we assumed going into the season like yeah this team's gonna be Hawaii every time. I haven't made it yet. So, um, thanks for reminding me of that, Joe. Uh, <laughs> We did it. We, we we did everything we set out to do right this time, Joe. Anything before we sign off? I think so. I think we're uh, <laughs> we're definitely good to go. Cool. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you guys for all listening. Uh, you can follow us on our Twitters at JWGeorgeIV. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's INC. Uh, you can follow our show's Twitter at On The Flank Show. You're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, We're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. Thank you guys for listening. Enjoy the last week of the Countdown Cup.